0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Las Vegas. This is the Mark Hope Show. The Mark Hope Show. Going bell to bell with the best in professional wrestling news, entertainment, and lots of Sin City surprises from inside the squared circle. Now, let's get to all the exciting pro wrestling action and bring on the host here is mark hoke hey happy sunday las vegas what's going on hey now all right
1: yeah, what's going on man it's
0: the mark hoke show the best in pro wrestling news and entertainment on an all-in sunday
1: we are all in we uh, are man 100 percent. yeah deep inside very like like canyon-esque Right, right. Yeah. All in the crevices. Yes, we are.
0: <laughs> I'm Mark Hoke along with the David
1: Difference. Oh, what a difference a Dave makes.
0: If you're watching on the live stream by the way, I'm surprised Dave didn't bring any lava lamps in.
1: It's coming, man. We're going to we're going to build this thing slowly.
0: Yeah, we're 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 getting to decorating. We got some cool stuff.
1: Yeah, man. We're going to hype it up. I'm I'm in the Dave Cave. This is now the Dave Cave. Anybody that comes in here, you are in the Dave Cave. It's going to have a a total different vibe than in there.
0: Well, what's going to happen when I get to actually move, get a, 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 a producer in the studio and I come in there?
1: You just get to stay home and stream from your bedroom.
0: No, that is <laughs> not
1: happening. <laughs> we'll figure it out, man. That is not happening. We'll figure it out. Don't crush my dreams this early, man. Ah, fair enough. Good well, morning, though. Las Vegas. Good the world. morning. It's beautiful out there, man.
0: Yeah, it is the best in pro wrestling news and entertainment. We're very happy to Have you joining us on what's going to be... This this show is going to be kind of one of triumph and tragedy. Mm -hmm. Such is life. We've got, of course, what is the biggest professional wrestling event of all time about to fire off here in about an hour. As AEW All-In will be kicking off. There's zero hours, so the pre-show starting at 9. And that's, of course, featuring Adam Cole and... MJF taking on Aussie Open for the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championships to kick things off in Wembley Stadium.
1: That's a big one, man.
0: A nearly completely sold out Wembley Stadium. There were a few tickets left, not many, but I know they got over eighty-two thousand as of this morning. So, yeah. and I think the capacity was around eighty-two five. So they're um, they're pretty much uh, loaded up.
1: Hat, hats off to them, man. That's a huge accomplishment. Unbelievable. Question: so, Do you think that that card is um, caliber of what, what the tickets that are sold and the hype I, on it?
0: I think it's a pretty good card. I mean, do you do you have what you would call a super super match? You know what I mean? One of those like a Rock Cena kind of showdowns? No, I don't think so. No. Do you have a card that's loaded from top to bottom that's going to be a blast to watch? Yes. And, and you have to imagine there's going to be some serious surprises on this card today, too.
1: Sin City surprises. Yeah, yeah
0: that's right. Except it's going to be over in Wembley. But I I think oh, yeah. it's going to be, I, you know, I, I just, you know, I was thinking about that today, too. I wonder who else is going to pop in there today. You know, we've always been hearing about Goldberg and, you know, some of these other guys. Edge is not oh, going yeah, to yeah. be there. I, if Look, if Edge shows up, he's going to be violating his contract. Right. So everybody's. Got to kind of get past that edge thing. He already said he's under contract with WWE until the end of September. He he will not be at all
1: in. Well, people say a lot of things. Have you seen the paperwork? You seen the ink?
0: Well, I'm just going by what the man said in the right. video.
1: Well, they say a lot of things. So, there you go. We'll but, see. I mean, you know, it could be a surprise. Surprises are surprises, right?
0: Yeah, the Lord knows what's going to happen today. I mean, you would imagine they're going to be you know, pulling out all the stops here at Wembley Stadium. Just uh, the the pre-show started uh, a couple of minutes ago, and I've got that uh, up on the screen, and man, oh, day! that stadium looks amazing. Absolutely amazing. Dave, you, should, you should get that on the screen on the break.
1: Yeah, I haven't seen it yet, but I'll, I'll get a gander of it, man. Yeah,
0: it's it's pretty amazing. So he, people just starting to file in there at Wembley Stadium as they get ready for all in, and they added a couple of matches uh, over the last week when before we did our preview, so we'll, Break down the card for you as the show goes on. Uh, Of course, a couple of uh, very sad notes happened in professional wrestling this week, too. And we'll dive into those in a little little deeper as we go through the show. But two, uh, you know, a legend and an active wrestler who just is completely wired into the pro wrestling community in so many ways passed away this week. As on Wednesday, we lost Terry Funk
1: legend the icon
0: you know of course started wrestling back in the in the 60s and uh, a former nwa world champion had incredible runs through the nwa wwe wcw ecw japan was everywhere and that man just kept finding a way to revitalize his career and revitalize his career and every time you thought Terry was done, right. he'd just find a way to get back in there and do something new and something different that would have people talking. And, uh, you know, of course, just one of the, one of the best to ever do it. I mean, you hear so many times, so many people have said, you know, their idol is in, in professional wrestling is Terry Funk. He's very, he's very underrated, uh, when it comes to the history of pro wrestling. I think I just, I, I don't know how people forget about him. And, you know, and Dory's brother, you know, Dory Funk Jr. were both n w a champions obviously Terry probably had the more uh, the more out there career for modern day fans mm-hmm. you know dory kind of once things stepped you know finished up in that w w e run where he and Terry were there, he kind of stepped aside, but you know Terry kept rolling and rolling, but uh we lost Terry funk and of course uh Wyndham rotunda, otherwise known as bray Wyatt, suddenly passing away at the age of thirty six um, a, a horrendous story. Of course, he had been—he was going to be getting ready to wrestle Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania this year, right? And then all of a sudden, it—he went poof, and no one knew what was going on. Nothing was disclosed about what had happened to him. And as it turned out, Sean Ross Sapp knew the whole time. And then once he passed away, he was given permission by the the family to talk about it that he that Bray had a congenitive heart issue that got aggravated when he caught COVID and he nearly died from that. And he was just starting to get close to a return and then suddenly had a heart attack and passed away on Thursday.
1: Yeah. Sad news, man. I mean, you know, I mean, it's it's a reminder and I think we all, you know, we take it for granted, but it could be like that. And he brought so much like in that limited time, I guess, I mean, you, see people have expanded careers, but like so much, he was a game changer and, you know, just definitely different and stood out from the pack.
0: Yeah. A three time world champion in WWE multiple time tag team champion. And, you know, and, you know, even more important obviously is the fact that he is a father of four mm-hmm. and, you know, those kids don't have their dad anymore. And it's, it's very, uh, you know, very sad to see, but you know, one thing, and I think one thing that people forget and, uh, you know, we'll probably talk about this a little more later on, but that I think part of the reason that this has rocked the wrestling community so hard is one, everybody loved the guy. Yeah. But if, when you think about just who he is and where he fits into wrestling history, obviously is you know, you have the, he's a line of the, the Wyndham family, you know, with blackjack Mulligan, uh, Barry Wyndham, you know, is his uncle. Mm-hmm. Um, he's Mike Rotunda's son and so this family is so intertwined in wrestling you saw obviously a lot of his contemporaries are crushed but also so many people in the generation before that were uh you know saw him grow up yeah, yeah yeah you know mike would bring him you know would bring him to the matches and and he was around professional wrestling all his life so everybody knew him from the time he was a little kid and and i think that you know, this combination of 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 Terry Funk and and Wyndham dying, man, I mean just you know, I can't imagine what's going through the minds of a lot of people that are in the industry and are pro wrestlers right now, how they're feeling. I mean, this is this is just a double gut punch.
1: Yeah, Wednesday was tough. And then Thursday you get hit again like totally out the blue and yeah, it, it's been a rough week for pro wrestling. Not a, just pro wrestling, but in general. You know, it's not like those sad stories. Terry Funk was a legend. And, you know, the thing I loved about him is like, how many times did he retire? Yeah, <laughs> you know, he did. And then it's like, it's my last match. And But he, every time he would come back, it wasn't like Flair's last match where it was like, he shouldn't have done that. Terry Funk could still go and do his thing and, like, brought his magic. And he just kept going and going. Um, iconic. Like, if you remember Beyond the Mat right mm-hmm. it, it was like his last match and that was what like 20 years ago right no it ain't sir um but yeah i i want to get with my non-wrestling people and watch that man just tap them into who he is i know you said he's underrated but i think outside of the scope of wrestling inside you know if you know you know like yeah. he is iconic he changed the game he he's a legend um outside may not be as recognizable unless you see him you know and like oh yeah i kind of remember him but like if you, if you're tapped in you're tapped in he's the guy
0: yeah. I mean, I remember when I first started watching pro wrestling and you know, the first thing I saw was, was WWF stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Me too.
0: And then you'd start seeing some of the other shows started coming on TV and you would pick up a copy of Pro Wrestling Illustrated and you're like, who, who's this Terry Funk guy? Right. You know, and then who's Ric Flair? Who are, who are all these guys? And you start learning about them. And then I remember when, when Terry came to the WWF. Man, I was pumped. Yep. I'm like, man, Terry Terry Funk's coming in here. This is gonna be wild. I'm like, I can't wait for him to take on Hogan. This is gonna be great. Which he did. They did have a, a pretty decent feud in there. Um, you know, I remember and remember when he debuted in the WWF. He attacked Mel Phillips. You remember Mel Phillips, the ring announcer? Uh, but uh, he attacked him, and that started the feud with the Junkyard Dog.
1: Okay. That kind of yeah, got
0: that. got everything rolling. So it was, it was, you know, it was, uh, it was something. And then, of course, you know, I remember the, the feud that happened with Ric Flair when he was judging Rick and Terry Steamboats match in WCW, that Terry all of a sudden came in and challenged Rick. And Rick kind of was like, Yeah, you've been, you've been away for a while. You know, I don't know. I don't know if that's a good idea because he didn't want to beat up Terry Funk. And then Terry Funk just destroyed him mauled <laughs> him put him through a table and the war between Funk and, and Flair was on again and uh, you know and then doing the hardcore matches in Japan I mean it was just absolutely incredible what Terry and, and ECW obviously just incredible what he did in his career and uh, you know so yeah so two guys that you know of course Terry was suffering from dementias at the end of his life and you know you you kind of knew that day was coming but obviously with Bray Wyatt no clue so yeah, that,
1: that was a complete shocker i mean definitely shout out to both and you know rest easy uh terry funk lived a long beautiful life doing what he loved yes he you did. know and that's the magical thing then you look at like bray white is like he we didn't even you know get get the little bit of what he had in store for us yes
0: that is very true well hey we're gonna head to break here pretty shortly but we have a very special guest coming on brad gilmore is going to be joining us in here from reality of wrestling and the hall of fame podcast down there in in Texas,
1: yeah, he's the guy taking man. care of
0: business in Houston and doing his thing and uh and we have a mention in the chat box too. We'll get to that in a little bit too, but we're very excited that we're going to be having Brad Gilmore on the show. We're going to talk to him about what's going on in reality wrestling, his reactions to everything happening today, and of course uh, had a pretty rough moment on the uh, Hall of Fame podcast too. We're going to talk to him about that as well. So should be a lot of fun with our good buddy, and we want to welcome him back, Brad Gilmore, joining us here on the Mark Hoke Show. Stick around, everybody. We got a whole lot more coming up. It's gonna be a great two hours. We're, you know, we're yeah. living the lives of two great men, and you know, talking about <laughs> you
1: and I. Oh, yeah, and what
0: talking and talking about uh, what's going to be happening in Wembley Stadium, one of the biggest achievements in wrestling history. Stick around, everybody. We will be right back. Mark Hope Show is proud to announce our partnership with Pro Wrestling's premier charity, the Cauliflower Alley Club. For nearly 60 years, the CAC has stood strong assisting members of the wrestling industry in their times of need. Please join us in supporting the Cauliflower Alley Club by becoming a member for just $25 a year or make an individual donation today. Go to caulifloweralleyclub.org and give back to the people that have brought us so much entertainment and joy in pro wrestling. Once again, that's caulifloweralleyclub.org. Infinite wellness
2: can
0: help you achieve your goals and look and feel your best. Our regenerative medicine clinic utilizes stem cell and exome therapy. We also have a comprehensive weight loss program and numerous other
1: services you can find on our website at infinitewellness.info. We're located at 8925 West Post Road, Suite 100, right across from Ikea. You can book your appointment today by calling us at
0: 702-842-2244 or find us on social media at infinitewellness.lv. We'd love to be a part of your journey. 101.5 FM KDON. This is the Mark Hoke Show.
1: The Mark Hoke Show.
0: Here again, your host, Mark Hoke. And we are back on the Mark Hoke Show here on KDON, the 101.5 FM, the talk of Las Vegas.
1: 105 what? 101.5 FM, okay, the talk of Las on. Vegas. Get the marbles out your mouth, Mark.
0: Yeah, I I, I bumbled
1: that FM. <laughs> I did. I'll I'm, admit it. I'm here to catch You didn't me have me. to call me I'm out. Here to, that's what I do. You know? That's my job. Come on, man. Somebody got to keep you in line. <sighs> Unbelievable. <sighs> <laughs> we started off good, man. We'll, we'll get back to it.
0: Yeah, we didn't get into a fight in the first 20 minutes of the show today. Mm-hmm. Now you got to go.
1: 24 minutes. <sighs> it's a new record, man. We're, get, we're getting better.
0: Yeah, it's kind of fun to spar, though, on occasion. Mm. That's all right, Dave. I'll get you later. Right. <laughs> I'll be here. <laughs> the David Difference, of course, joining me and Mark Hoke here on the show and we are very excited to have a special guest. And if if you're watching on the live stream, by the way, see, doing radio, you don't have to dress up. But when you come on the live stream, yeah, this guy <laughs> put on the suit and tie. Let's get him on the show. Brad Gilmore joining us, everybody.
2: What's going on, Brad? The boat. What's going on, Mark? Thanks for having me. Uh, happy to be here on the Talk of Las Vegas. Yeah. Come on, man. Y'all got Beyonce there tonight, so I'm not the only H-Town representer in Houston tonight. We got Beyonce, too. We export talent. right?
0: Yeah, well, I was driving around with that Beyonce traffic, so I'm not as excited as everybody else. Let's just say that. Doing Uber in Las Vegas when there's a massive concert is very, very painful. I'm Sure yeah especially yeah there's only one road that goes into the stadium so it's kind of stupid but anyway don't get me started on that yeah yeah. but brad very happy to have you on board here my friend how's it going
2: things are going well man um you know we're 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 like you we're beating the heat down here in in houston texas during this nice summer but we have a lot of pro wrestling that's been keeping my mind off of things you know i know it's been a tough week for a lot of us um losing two legends a texas legend and um a, a legend in the making and a future hall of famer but um you know, it's been great. It's been great. You know, reality wrestling has been kicking it all cylinders. Booker and I have been having a great time down here.
0: Yeah, so, well, let's get that tough moment out of the way. And, you know, we'll talk about the the tragedies that happened this week. You and Book were actually on the air when the news for Bray Wyatt happened. And I got to watch that clip. and And I want to compliment both of you for handling that as best you could. I mean, obviously a very emotional moment. Talk to us a little bit about what that was like, you know, getting that news on the air that uh, Bray had passed away.
2: You know, I mean, obviously, um, there's no good time to receive uh, bad news. And um, we were in the middle of talking about Terry Funk, you know, one of the one of the greatest of all time. And, um, you know, we have a live chat on the show and I started to see something in the chat and took me a few seconds to go confirm it with Triple H. And, you know, I, I really I didn't even believe what I had read for a minute. I, and that's why even I said like I don't know if I should read this because I, I didn't know if it was you know real because it just seemed so surreal. And then having to break that news to Booker and to the rest of the watching audience, um, I mean, it was a tough moment, man. Because um, again, Bray, uh, I know there's been a lot talked about him, you know, creatively uh, as a as a performer and his his wrestling ability, but you know, he's got a lot of young children and um, uh, somebody who's getting ready to marry, you know, later on this year and. That was the first thing that I started to think about was, man, you know, these, these po- this poor family having to go through this at this moment. And it was, uh, it was definitely a difficult thing to do live on air. So I appreciate you saying we handled it the best that we could.
0: Yeah. Well, well, talk a little bit about your thoughts about, uh, and I, I like calling him Wyndham Rotunda, you know, his, his real name too, because, you know, we, we, we think about the character, but there's a person behind it too. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, your thoughts on him and his career and, you know, just how much he's going to be missed in the wrestling community.
2: Yeah, I remember when Bray first came on to the main roster. I wasn't really watching NXT a lot, and I saw him um, come out with the Wyatt family and the rocking chair with the Hawaiian shirt, and had this real Charles Manson kind of vibe to him. I think is what he was going for. You know, having like the you know the family with him, and and I thought it was cool. And then it only grew, and he only progressed. I think the best run of his career was when he you know went off for a little while and came back with the Fiend and the Firefly Funhouse. I just thought that that was so creative. And to me, it embodied what pro wrestling is, you know, uh, mixing this super creative, uh, uh, fantastical elements of pro wrestling, which is what he did um, with, with great um, storytelling, with great promo ability, knowing how to play both sides of a character. Um, yeah, He was just a mega talent, man. And the thing is, I, I know that it was, as his career went on, you know, sometimes like, OK, what do we do with Bray next? What do we do with Bray next? What do we do with Bray next? I still think the next great Bray Wyatt idea or creative moment was still to come. We hadn't seen him peak yet. Um, and that's how creative of a force that guy was. And so as far as a wrestling fan goes, yeah, we're going to obviously miss him. There's going to be a big void in the industry um, because of, of his loss.
0: Yeah. And, and you know, it's, it's very sad. And you know, one of the most creative guys I think we've ever seen in the industry for sure. And yeah, you know, it was, it was fascinating, you know, sometimes hit sometime miss, but you know, putting yourself out there like that uh, to come up with such wild ideas and trying to bring them pr- across in something like pro wrestling is, was pretty amazing. And, uh, you know, and, and you know, I think the other, the other point that, you know, I mentioned this with Dave earlier is just how entwined in the pro wrestling community he was, you know, being in the family he was from, I mean, everybody mm-hmm. knew him from the time he was a little kid and you know, I can only imagine what's going through everybody's mind—not just the contemporaries, but the people that, you know, were in that older generation—seeing him pass away like this It's just got to be tearing everybody apart right now.
2: Oh yeah, I mean, you know, great wrestling family—you um, know, Barry Windham and and Bo Dallas and Irwin Orschiedter, a favorite of mine. <laughs> um, IRS. um, Yeah, I, I can only imagine what they're going through and what the whole industry is going through. Like you, know, Booker said on the show, and um, and I agree with the sentiment. You know, wrestling's a big fraternity, and when one of us goes through it, we all go through it, and, um, and everybody's hurting right now, but, but, but you're right. Bray would take big swings, man, huge swings, and like, like the Firefly Funhouse match that he had with Cena. It's one of the most creative things I've ever seen. I cannot tell you to this day that I fully understand it, but <laughs> right. I mean, seriously, I don't, I, don't, I don't know if I understand it, but I know that it was creative, mm-hmm. you know, and I know that it was a risk and a chance. And kudos to a guy like Cena and for all the production at the time for trusting the creative vision of one person. That tells you um, how much faith they had in Bray Wyatt, um, that they were going to give a, a, a John Cena WrestleMania match. They're going to give him complete creative license to do something. And that was during COVID when everybody was watching. Right? It was probably one of the most watched WrestleManias maybe ever just because it was the only thing on. And, um, and yeah, that Firefly Funhouse match is going to be something I definitely always remember when you say his name.
0: You now, the one, the one that I always am going to remember though, is the one of the regular match they have a Cena at WrestleMania where he, you know, Cena was about ready to hit him with the chair and, you know, he, Cena stopped. And, and I was really heartbroken that Bray didn't win that match. You know, that was, that was one, that's one of those to me that, that goes in the category of the wrong person. won, you know, it would have been an interesting way to you know see how they handled John Cena after that. But, yeah, you know, I was a little heartbroken over that because I, you know, I really loved you know the the Swamp Guy. You know that was oh, my, I that was too. That was my favorite. I, I I always dug that character.
2: But when you think about Bray at WrestleMania, and and, and this is just coming off the top of the head, so I'm going to forget some, but just kind of in sequence, he got to wrestle John Cena the next year, the Undertaker the next year in front of 101,000 or whatever it was in in Texas Stadium or AT and T Stadium, he has a one on one with The Rock you know, a moment with The Rock, and then, he you know, he moves on to have matches with Randy Orton as the WWE champion. I mean, he got to t- face the top people in the industry for, his, you know, his WrestleMania career.
0: Yeah, unbelievable career and cut way short. And, you know, yeah. it's, and, you know the other person that we lost was Terry Funk, and, of course, uh, you know, just an absolute legend in this industry, and, uh, you know, one guy that I think... Sometimes people forget about it a little bit, which is kind of sad because you know, he was really one of the best to ever do it. And, of course, Texas guy down there. And uh, your thoughts on the passing of Terry Funk?
2: Uh, Terry Funk is one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, um, bore none. He embodied literally every single ounce of professional wrestling he embodied within him. And, and, look, there's no knock on any other state, but I just kind of think that Texas does wrestling a little bit better than most places. <laughs> and, if you, oh. <laughs> and if you stand out... In a crowd amongst Texas wrestlers, uh, when you talk about some of the all time greats, you know Booker, Sean, Austin, taker, Dusty, uh you have to mention funk you know when you talk about the great exports from Texas wrestling, and um you know, <laughs> we were talking about it on the show this week of just this guy was in his late fifties trying to do a moon salt in a hardcore match, like he was he was absolutely <laughs> insane insane and and if you go back and you listen to stories and and no one tells better terry funk stories than mick foley um who i know they were very close I was his mentor you hear some of these stories and how how literally much he loved this business i think mick foley and and forgive me if i get any of this wrong told the story and i'm paraphrasing that you know somebody had i don't know attacked terry or stabbed terry or something and and mick was like hey are you gonna press charges and he goes cactus why would I press charges on somebody who gave me the biggest compliment of my life? You know, <laughs> wow. he being such a good heel, he got all this heat from this from this fan. Um, so yeah, Terry Funk, you know, it still seventy is It isn't very old nowadays. Um, but you know, still t- taking a little bit too soon because I, I would have loved to to hear. I would love to hear a Terry Funk podcast. That would have been one oh, for. The, my god, for the agent.
0: Yeah, could you imagine if Terry would have? If you'd have moved him up and started his career in the eighties. Yeah. Where where if if he would have if he would have started wrestling later, I I think that he would probably be one of those guys that people talk about putting on the Mount Rushmore of wrestling. I mean, just for what what he
2: started in what, the seventies, mid seventies? Yeah, late sixties, I believe. Late sixties. Okay. So late sixties, seventy, and then he even had a match up until the mid two thousands in WWE. -hmm. Right. Uh, in WWE, I'm talking national television, not at an indie show. So he had a six-decade run. Yep. <laughs> it's insane. Yep. Unbelievable. Insane. Yeah, one of the, him and his brother, obviously, Dory Funk, phenomenal as well. Um, but Terry, Oh, when I think of Terry Funk, one of the first things I think of is the dumpster match from WrestleMania. Oh, that was something, uh, Against the it? New Age Outlaws. Mm-hmm. And that was just back when wrestling was just off the wall and fun. Remember, what they got shoved off the stage in the dumpster on Raw one night, him and Cactus. Just, you know, chainsaw, yeah, yeah. chainsaw, Charlie, man, yeah, yeah. <laughs> chainsaw, Charlie. Okay. Just so great. I I love Terry Funk. And we, we lost an absolute legend with him.
0: Yeah. I, I, you know, that was one of the moments I remember too. And, you know, the, the Ric Flair feud in WCW with oh, Terry yeah. Funk was, you know, that, that just came so out of the blue. And, you know, I still remember being so shocked at that night when, when Terry just tore him apart and then they got in that great run. And that was just coming off the Ricky steamboat run for Flair, too, and now you dive into taking on Terry Funk in some classic matches and some of the greatest promos that I've ever seen in pro wrestling. I mean, God, he was just he was just such an incredible, incredible talent.
2: Now, did they have an empty arena match or a false count anywhere? I think it was a false Blair. count.
0: I think it was There's a false a count anywhere, where, yeah.
2: Whichever it was, I remember watching it on some DVD that they put out, like a compilation, maybe it was a Flair DVD, and thinking this was the greatest wrestling match I'd ever seen. You know, at yeah. the time. I remember thinking, this is the greatest wrestling match I've ever seen.
1: Yeah, that was the um, uh, empty it, arena, yeah.
2: Empty arena, yeah. yeah okay, okay. Yeah. So I remember. I remember thinking, this was the greatest match I've ever seen <laughs> and um, it just tells you how great those two were to be able to bring me in decades later with no audience reaction, right? A completely quiet arena. That tells you how great of a worker both of those guys are, but especially Terry Funk.
0: Yeah, so two, two greats have gone away and uh, we will miss them and I'm and I'm you know, they did a great job honoring them on SmackDown on Friday night. And I'm I would imagine AEW's probably gonna do something today too, I would I would certainly hope. So you know, we'll absolutely we'll see how that goes. But uh well, we're of course we're on with Brad Gilmore here on the Mark Hoke show. And speaking of AEW, we're gonna step back, take a break, and then we're gonna talk about well, you know, the biggest event in professional wrestling history. That's <laughs> really all there is to say about that. Some amazing matches and just an incredible uh afternoon coming up here from Wembley Stadium and we will have more with Brad Gilmore here on the Mark Hoke Show it's the best in pro wrestling news and entertainment on 101.5 FM the talk of Las Vegas I'm Mark Hoke the David Difference hanging out the Dave Cave over there yes sir he's taking over our studio (laughs) got it all dark and romantic in there I'm gonna stay in my booth stick around we'll be right back If you're looking for an award-winning dining experience at outstanding prices, look no further than Unique Eats. Whether it's their incredible breakfast platters, amazing pastas and sandwiches, or world-renowned pizzas, celebrity chef Dominic Tedesco will have you covered. Check out their coffee and smoothie bar, vegetarian options, catering, and top-flight service. Visit Unique Eats today at 3100 South Durango Suite 100. Call 702-992-3038 or go to UniqueEatsLV.com. And we'll see you all at Unique Eats. 1015 FM, K Don. You're listening to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Vegas, The Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Now, here again is Mark Hoke. And welcome back to The Mark Hoke Show, everybody. We're very happy to have you with us here on K Don 1015 FM, the talk
1: of Las Vegas. Okay, settle down. Is that better, David Difference? Yeah, that's a good, man. Are we all right? You know. Brad, tell me something. Uh, Lights, camera, faction. What are your thoughts? Those are my guys. Uh oh.
2: Oh, I love the. Uh, I love all those guys. Action, Braxton, Ice Williams. Um, you know they've been down here. We met them in Vegas. Okay. When Reality Wrestling did a show there in uh, late 2021 at the MGM, and um, they came. They've come down to our arena a few times since then, and they bring so much energy. And what I tell those guys all the time is that, um they they've got the crowd before they even before the bell rings mm-hmm. right and that's so hard to do and so few people at our level on um, the independent level and like you know places like reality wrestling it's hard to connect with a crowd who doesn't know who you are at all and those guys know how to come out and if nothing else like one time I don't even know if I told them this after the show cuz lights camera faction they're like this movie they have like, movies as their backdrop kind of what their gimmick is and they say cut all the time And they do like this, cut, cut, and they do their hands like that. And one time when I was leaving the building that night, I saw two kids doing that to each other (laughs) in the parking lot, saying, cut, cut. And that's how you connect with an audience. And Lights, Camera, Faction does it so well. I love those guys. Yeah,
1: definitely. They got it dialed in. It took me a while to warm up to them, but as a collective, like, they, they have it all dialed in, branding and, you know, just energy and, like, yeah, I love those guys.
0: Yeah, yeah they're yeah. they are something special. There's no question about it. I you
2: Irrational know, um,
0: Confidence.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, right, right. Yeah. yeah, we're hey, we'll we'll talk a little more indie wrestling uh, with you, Brad, because of course reality yeah. wrestling's got a whole ton of great stuff going on in there. And of course we're with Brad Gilmore from mm-hmm. reality wrestling. But there's a little bigger show going on today. A little bit. Just mm-hmm. just a tad.
1: Mm-hmm. As
0: eighty two thousand people are gonna be packing Wembley Stadium right now as we get ready for AEW all in. And this has just been such an amazing journey for AEW to even think about pulling this off in four plus years. It's awe inspiring when you think about it, Brad, what are your thoughts just on this show in general and the road for AEW to get to this point?
2: Uh, It's massively impressive. It's massively impressive that they were able to pull this off. I think this show is massive for pro wrestling too, Um, to have 80,000 plus fans in an arena, at any given moment, for anything, is a uh, is a plus, especially when it comes to our form of sport, entertainment, uh, wrestling. My my hat's off to them. You know, they, they saw a gap in the market. You know, Tony Khan and, and the Elite saw a gap in the market. They capitalized on it, and they've turned it into something that gives uh, more opportunities to wrestlers and gives people opportunities like this. Normally, unless you were in WWE working at WrestleMania, you were never going to be in front of a crowd this big, or unless you were forced to go to it in North Korea. Uh, yeah, like that one too. A, yeah, right. there's that show uh, that we don't talk about. But um, <laughs> there's uh, but yeah, all jokes aside, <laughs> the um, the, you don't you didn't get this opportunity, and you know, honestly, I used to think about Kenny Omega, and I used to think, man, it's a shame he's never going to wrestle in front of eighty thousand people, uh, you know, like like at a WrestleMania level event, and um, now he ha- now he's going to, and I think that's great. I think that's awesome for for AEW.
0: What are you? You know, as a fan, the most excited about for this show. You know, take off, take away from being a professional here in the industry and yeah. just being somebody sitting down watching the TV. What are you pumped up about to see on this?
2: I'm pumped up just to see see what it looks like. I think that that's probably what every wrestling fan does when there's a big show, and I know that we all do it. As soon as we get to the stadium, we look at the set. Yeah. Like, what does the set look like? We want to see what the set looks like. And I did it this year so SoFi. Um, For WrestleMania, I'm like, what is the set going to look like? It was the first thing I wanted to do. So I want to see what the set looks like. I want to see really the people in the crowds. And here's the thing. I've been in Vegas anytime anybody from the U.K. fights. You know, if like Tyson Fury or what have you. They all are there, and they are all loud and into what's going on in the squared circle. So I know the crowd's going to be off the charts. And I'm excited to see my favorites, man. To see Samoa Joe, to see Sting, to see Chris Jericho uh, in front of this crowd. It's it, you know, wrestling, you know, like I said it earlier. There, you know the Sting and Darby Allen versus Christian Cage and Swerve Strickland match is a tag team match. I never knew I wanted, but I'm so happy I'm getting. Yeah, you know I'm happy I'm getting this match. I'm, I'm, I'm amped to see it.
0: Yeah, this is going to be amazing. And you know when you think about where MJF and Adam Cole were mm-hmm. just a, a few years ago, and getting to this point where they're going to be main eventing this card, and not only that, but they're wrestling twice today. You know, what, what an awesome responsibility for Tony first to give to those guys. I mean, I couldn't imagine the pressure that they're feeling, but when you think about MJF, who's kind of out there on the Indies and, you know, major league wrestling and now all of a sudden is in this spot and then Adam Cole, you know, leaving the, un, you know, with the undisputed and Vince not being willing to bring him up. And now they're here. I mean, that is just such an incredible story for those two guys today. And I'm, I'm excited for him.
2: You know what's crazy about that is I was thinking about it. People were ridiculing the idea of them opening the show and closing the show. And it makes so much sense from several different perspectives because those big stadium shows, the first couple matches, people are normally still filtering in because they're like, oh, it starts at 7. That's why I'll get there. I'll get to my seat. And we know ticket lines can be long. This is a really great way to incentivize people to get there early. Mm -hmm. Hey, two of your favorites who are going to be in the main event also have an opportunity to win the tag team championships in the first match. So you might want to get to the stadium early. That's actually a really brilliant move by Tony Khan or whoever made that decision. And the other thing is it's great for Adam Cole and MJF because the old saying in wrestling is if you're not on last, you want to be on first uh, because that's when the crowd's going to be the hottest. These guys get to be on last and get to be the first people to see the crowd and the 80,000 out there. And and they're going to get the biggest reaction of the night because it's the first match and everyone's going to be so excited. So that's, that's huge for them and MJF when you talk about generational talent, that guy's a generational talent. He would have been a superstar in any era in pro wrestling. I don't care. Even if it was the land of the giants, he would have had the best promo battles with uh, Roddy Piper back in the WWF during the rock and wrestling connection. He would have held his own with triple H and Shawn Michaels and the rock in the attitude era. And um, he would have shined through during the ruthless aggression with Batista and edge and John Cena. And it makes to me, he is such a surefire uh, superstar. It's incredible to watch that guy. His, and he's the few who have the look, the talking ability, the charisma, the media capabilities, and can work. Like, this guy's a diamond in the rough, man.
1: I agree, agree. Any predictions for tonight, man?
2: You know, I, I like to go on the betting odds uh, This is what I normally go with. And, um, you know, odds have MJF winning, so I think that that's probably smart. I think that you're going to see Sting. Walk out with a win. I think you. I want to see Daddy Ass walk out with one of those trios tag team. Oh, that'd be great, wouldn't it? Wouldn't that be such a great moment if he gives the famouser to Malachi Black and pins him one, two, three in front of Wembley Stadium? Can you imagine the the pop? Huge pop. Huge pop. (laughs) We're talking Road Warrior '88 levels. You know what I mean? Like it would be an insane pop to see that. So, but you know, really, all all I want. It's the same thing I ever want. I want from any wrestling show is just I want there to be good matches and everybody will walk out safe, you know. And if we have that, we're going to have a great show.
0: Absolutely. Well, you guys put on some great shows down reality of wrestling in Texas, and uh, you guys, you're
2: moving into a new place. I saw what's going on down there, man. We have a brand new television studio and facility being built out as we speak. It's going to be finished uh, before the end of next month, where we're going to have our big debut. And guys, I can't like I'm not allowed like I'm literally not allowed to tell you what's going to happen at this show. But the names and the and the things that I've heard and that are confirmed for our first show at our new arena, 9300 M F Lowry Expressway in Texas City, Texas, is it's going to be incredible. Now this is going to be our also our first show coming off of. Well, we had our Summer of Champions 9, which we set an all-time attendance record uh, for independent wrestling in the city of Houston. 1,100 people showed up to that show to watch people just from the reality of wrestling. No other names were on there. No big names. Just the row folks came through. And um, it was awesome to have 1,100 people there at an independent wrestling show. And um, we're just going to keep the ball rolling, man. Booker has a vision. And Booker, doesn't. he says he doesn't even look at us like an independent promotion. He said, we're just a small, small television company, right. but we work hard for our artists. That's what he says all the time. And, uh, and I agree. You know, we had uh, some people come down from WWE not too long ago, and they talked to all of our guys, and they said, look, there's a lot of great independent wrestling around there, a lot of great companies, a lot of great promotions, but no one has what you all have. And what we have is a two-time Hall of Famer, you know, and there's a lot of credible wrestling schools. You can get a good uh education from and 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 you should but um you know to get it from somebody who's you know been a world champion main evented wrestlemania gone in the hall of fame twice both as a singles and a tag um there's very few people who have that resume that he has and to get that information from him is awesome so we're really looking forward to the end of this month or next month september 23rd for our our grand opening of our brand new arena dave we should fly down
1: yeah, let's y'all go should come. There, man. I think uh, NJ, NJ Holiday might be in the building there Culture Inc. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah.
2: Culture <laughs> Inc's for sure in the building. They're the current reality wrestling tag yeah, team yeah. champion.
1: We, yeah, they're going to be
2: in the building, man. And um, they're going to be – uh, they, they are, by the way, Eli Knight, Malik, Jay Hol- uh, Nick J. Holiday. They're all incredible guys and um, great talent. But, yeah, y'all should come down. Come down. Let's do it. Have Booker on the show. We'll, we'll do some media down okay. there. Okay. You know, <laughs> he let's said, let's okay. Do it.
1: I'm
0: so, in. Sounds like a plan to me. Uh, we got about a minute and a half, Brad. And I wanted to ask you, because I didn't get to talk to you about this the last time, but you're a big movie guy and you yes. got this back to the future book. Yes. Tell everybody a little bit about that. Because when you get into time travel and movies, the possibilities are crazy, endless, and mind bending. Tell everybody a little bit about this book.
2: Yeah, so Back to the Future is my favorite uh, movie uh, trilogy of all time. I think it's the greatest movie trilogy of all time. I discovered it at a young age, and um, I did a podcast, and I got in touch with a publisher, and they say, we want to adapt your podcast into a book, essentially. And I wrote the book, uh, came out in 2020, and um, you know, it was number one in its category on Amazon. And yeah, man, it's been great. I, I actually don't enjoy writing books, but I've written two of them now, and I'm working on a third. And um, I don't enjoy the process at all, and that's about as honest as I can be. It's, <laughs> it, it is, it is, it is torture to me to do. Um, but yeah, the book's great, man. So if you're a fan of of 1980s movies, especially Back to the Future, you know my my three of my favorite movies are Back to the Future, Fletch, and uh, Clue the movie, and they all came out in 1985. That's the um, so top. That's I, the top. Fletch. Fletch, man. Fletch is working love overtime, man. On, man. Fletch. Right. I'll have a Bloody Mary, a steak sandwich. <laughs> And a Bloody Mary. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> that,
0: that is awesome. Well, Brad, uh, I want to thank you for coming on the show today. We really do appreciate it. Where can everybody find you, bud?
2: Uh, you can find me on all social media at Brad Gilmore, the Brad You can check out all the podcasts that Booker and I are doing. We actually have a big announcement coming up about the Hall of Fame probably next week, maybe the week after. Huge announcement um, about our show, the Hall of Fame. So be sure you check into that.
0: Sounds great. Well, Brad Gilmore, thank you for joining us today. We will see you down the road, my friend.
1: Appreciate you, man. All right, see you all in Houston next time, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. we're going, man. He, he committed Let's us. Let's do it.
0: Sounds like a plan. <laughs> all right, there you go. Brad Gilmore, everybody. That was great time. Always enjoyable having Brad on the show.
1: Yeah, good peoples, man. Good peoples right there. Yeah,
0: and by the way, the uh, ring is starting to get people in it at AEW All-In. Jeff Jarrett and his troop are out there with tony shivani right now
1: I, you're not sharing with anybody we can't see
0: it's on youtube oh is it it's it's the pre-show it's on well, you're it's supposed free to be
1: focused here you're supposed to be focused here you i want, am you focused to YouTube.
0: come on man
1: <laughs> right. have
0: a little faith well this is the mark Hoke show on K K-Dawn 101.5 fm with the david difference and mark oak we got it covered in the world of pro wrestling that's what we do
1: Yes, sir. Every day, all day.
0: Yeah. So stick around, everybody. We'll be right back. We're going to talk about what's going on with Cauliflower Alley Club in town Monday through Wednesday. Going to be a great time. And we're going to be talking about this all in and a whole lot more. Stick around. We'll be right back. Thanks, Mark.